If you only knew how much money has been spent to brainwash you, you would actually feel really special. The Kate Daly Show starts now. We should have recognized that when treatment was being suppressed, and by the way, not hypothetical treatment, published treatment, when that was being suppressed, we should have gone, hold on a minute, sounds like there's a racket here. Somebody's suppressing real treatment options, and they're suppressing it so that they can justify an emergency medical countermeasure that can only be authorized if there are no treatment options. Pathogen, the thing that's shocking, truly shocking, is how audacious the criminals are and how blind the public is to reading the information that is right in front of their face in preference to trying to find a motivation for how bad people in government could possibly do anything as bad as what I've just described. See, this programming has been around for a long time and we pretend like it's, oh my gosh, how did this happen in 2019? No, come on. We have been habituated into the belief that if the people in authority who architect the fear tell you A, to be afraid, and then B, what to do when you're afraid, then you do it. And if we as a society stopped living in the fear narrative, the signal couldn't transmit. Hmm. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. How are you today? It's a beautiful Tuesday. <laughs> that was an interesting clip from Dr. David Martin, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. What's, what's, what uh, struck you about that clip? Well, uh, aside from the fact that it's <laughs> accurate, <laughs> everybody's yep. afraid of everything. I know. And, and the minute something fearful is said, they can't wait to listen for their orders. That is the truth. That, what is wrong with us? What are my orders? Us? What is wrong with us? Yeah. Although some things do frighten the heck out of you, you know. Like, like the, what? Well, the Alaska pox. <laughs> what is the Alaska pox? The Alaska pox. Alaska it's pox. Pox. Yeah. It. It. They showed some pictures of it, and it looks like smallpox. Um, what? It. It comes from little animals like shrews and rats and stuff. It's rare. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You rarely ever see any cases of it, but there's been a couple in Alaska. It hasn't spread to any place else, but let's be afraid of the Alaska pox. That, basically, that's what the article said. Alaska pox. The Alaska pox. But it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, everything with pox, but it's the Alaska version? Apparently, yeah. Okay. It's, 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 a, it's just a fairly innocuous Yeah. Sc- well, it's like an innocuous disease that mm-hmm. creates sores on your skin. Well, pox is no state lines, <laughs> and so they can predominantly go into a particular area, right? Yeah, because it's so well, smart, so it stays within those state lines and then becomes the Alaska pox. Is that a- actually it's even better than that? <laughs> because if you move from Washington State uh-huh. to Alaska, uh-huh. you're immune. <laughs> <laughs> You have to be born in Alaska. Oh, I thought it. I knew there was something yeah, can, geographically that it could do yeah. in a smart way. Okay, uh, it's it's really I, there's absolutely mm. no reason for that article yeah. to exist 
other than to try to make people afraid of it. Yeah. There, there's no other reason. Yeah. Um, you got me. Um, now, here's something to actually be afraid of. Because this, this is, you got the Alaska pox. No doubt. A couple people have it. So, of course, it'll spread everywhere yeah. within mm-hmm. five seconds. Like a variant. Sure. Yeah, around the world in five minutes. Um, okay. The variant's called the Canadian it, pox. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, but here's something to actually know that probably you should fear a little bit because it's going to have to do with your future. And that is Australia Plot's digital ID launch for this year. Australia plots their digital ID launch for this year. Now, we've been saying over and over again, don't. Uh, if you're going to travel abroad, I would do it before they institute the digital ID in 2025. That means this year you should probably make some plans to go somewhere, do something that you've been wanting to do. I wouldn't put it off, say, till 2026, because by that time, everyone will have instigated this digital ID. So this this parliament, they, they had their first, in parliament, the digital ID bill in Australia finished its final stage at the end of January um, and got a lot of input from business and finance groups. Of course, that's how the system works. And the country authorities are currently communicating with the individual states. Um, the announcement from the Department of Finance there revealed that this system would empower users to select the preferred digital ID provider. I guess you get to choose your provider, not the fact that you have to use a digital ID. Um, for accessibility of government and private services, which we know are kind of one and the same because of how the system works. Government, private industries, embed together. So private entities can apply for accreditation to provide digital ID services under the, get this, trusted digital identity framework. Oh, well, Well, as long as it's trusted. I mean, when (laughs) (laughs) when the government names something as trusted network framework that they came up with, I trust it immediately. Yeah, right away. Um, and this is the government's recognition framework. Okay. And uh, anyways, so this legislative step set in motion, um, this is really going towards the Australian government digital ID system to encompass state, territory, and private sector organizations. Why are we telling you this? Because it's Australia. You're probably wondering, well, that's Australia. No, it's going to be here. It always is. It always is. The national digital ID will essentially serve as a comprehensive version of my gov ID with a capital G and two capitals on ID. How cute, right? Like stickers, like it belongs on a sticker. My gov ID that Australians currently utilize for their taxation office um, and Centrelink and Medicare. The whole kit and caboodle. The strategy to retain these other digital IDs is issued by other state governments. Um, we're going to get nailed by this, and yeah. we're and it's going to happen when when we don't expect it to happen. Yeah, and what will happen is things like if you get the Alaska pox, <laughs> it'll go on your record, <laughs> and you won't be able to travel. Yeah. Do you know we the laugh, Ala- but it's true. The Alaska pox was yeah. discovered in 2015 <laughs> because really? one woman got it. And since then, six more infections so have been... So it's super contagious. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm super afraid. No, I'm afraid of the digital ID. I think that we don't realize how much of life we will be cut out of if you don't 
adopt your life, adapt your life, I should say, adopt this card, but adapt your life to this digital ID coming in because everything, all your, your favorite businesses, your favorite, everything will be compliant. Yeah. And remember when the mask kept people from going into grocery stores, right? Right. And, um, you couldn't, you, you were denied buying groceries if you didn't do what they wanted you uh-huh. to do. And then since then they've taken currency out and put in the self check things, scanners, right? It's so a self check, hoping to sell that on everybody. And, um, and it's working because people are doing it. And then of course, everything is digital ID. It's, it's the whole setup. Sad. You know, I use self-checkout. Yeah. And the reason I use it is not because it's convenient. Mm -hmm. It's not because I like Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. It's because they also, at the same time, hired checkers that are morons. (laughs) So... So you can't. You don't like hearing their life history. I can't deal with the morons. I mean, I'm well beyond that stage of life. No, I hear you. Yeah. No, it's hard. It is tough. It's a tough one. Um, and I get it. And the lines are long, so you go to the self checkout yeah. because they only have two people at the register. That's right. And these businesses that are at the helm of this, like Walmart, you know, all these businesses. Um, we really should be boycotting these businesses that are adopting all of this. Yep. That would be the best thing to do. You guys have realized that all throughout America, stores like Walmart, and I shouldn't say like Walmart, Walmart, um, are building out their new automation system. This is why a lot, it, you'll go into a, a Walmart and part of it is sectioned off and being worked on for the last year and a half. Yep. It's because they're going full automation. So a little arm picks up your groceries and compiles it for you. So why are they doing that? Kind of like you asked the question, and we brought this up before, why all of a sudden did they come with the, um, you know, here's a stall, show up, and we'll come bring you your groceries right before 2020, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it, we, if you watch, I mean, they hire people to go around and do your shopping for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And all that is is to get you accustomed to just picking up your yes. groceries that have been packed for you by the computer robot. Yeah. <laughs> How fun. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Well, hey, Kate. Hi. Hi. Good. Go right ahead. What's on your mind? Hey, so speaking of Walmart, and I don't know, I'm I'm pretty sure that everybody else has seen the same changes that you're describing. Mm-hmm. Um, in my neck of the woods, um, I actually found out that our local Walmart not only reconfigured everything to mainly self-checkout, but they did so so that they could fire all of the older individuals that were working for them that were on fixed incomes. So they got rid of all of the old reliables mm-hmm. that were really pleasant and they knew what they were doing. Right. right. Um, and now we've got, you know, the younger kids that just kind of wander around and how you doing and smile you know away. It's funny and, that you'd say that. Um, true. You know, that's great that they're there to help, but it, mm-hmm. it's really sad because the people on the fixed income really did need the, need the work. Yeah. Yeah. And you're yet, right. They, right. you know, just got tossed to the side. So I have noticed that the, the you, kids are younger yep. working there. That's interesting yeah. you'd say that. Hmm. Well, and if you and if you can, again, like my local Walmart, Walmart they changed the manager mm-hmm. right after that. And I know it's because he was allowing um, individuals who were local to go out and get petitions outside of you know, the, the mm. store. Um, and that has stopped now. 
So mm-hmm. if you have an alternative to Walmart and you can and you can do it on your income, I would really encourage you to get away from Walmart. Yep. Thank you for that call. Really appreciate it. Mm, interesting. A lot of things. A lot of things like that going on. In, right in all fairness, in the future, though, working for Walmart will probably give you a higher social credit score. <laughs> <laughs> and Target. Don't forget Target. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Got to get your brands in there. Wow. There's a lot going on. And we'll take uh, your calls. If you're listening to us live, 888-673-1450. If you're listening to us in the afternoon, um, of course, you can get your call in. But uh, we'll be right back. There's a lot to discuss. I want to talk about how the system works. This is a very interesting thing. You'll want to hear this because this is every community in America right now on The Kate Daly Show. More with Uncle Milty when we come back. Can you believe after all the recent violent protests, looting, and destruction, some communities are considering either defunding or abolishing the police? If you agree that now is the time when police protection is needed most, then it's time we stand up and support your local police and the communities they serve. Call 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet. That's 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet today. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. I'm here with Uncle Milty, of course, because it's Tuesday. How you doing? Great. Afraid? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm well beyond fear. <laughs> well beyond fear. What, what is that when you're well beyond fear? It means that you can easily recognize idiots and steer clear of them. (laughs) We're trying to, for sure. Um, Text uh, Birch Gold at 989898. The latest article talked about gold, um, the gold shortage that no one's talking about. In 2025, the U.S. federal government will owe some $40 trillion in debt. Which, if you, um, if you'll forgive, you know, the, I mean, it's forty trillion, right? We absolutely zero interest and in ever paying it off. So politicians might talk about balancing the budget. It's a total joke at this point. We know that, and you know, um, they, they're, we're sensing those in the industry are sensing a gold shortage now. So, um, with the with the D. Devaluing of the dollar, you're going to see less gold on the market. It's going to go up. Buy gold and silver right now. Text ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight and get some um, information, free information from Birch on that. They'll share that with you, and they also share what to do with your retirement and your IRA. Um, a lot of people are with like BlackRock with their retirement. A lot of people are with these huge companies that I don't trust. I would get it supported by gold just to make sure because it's free to do that. And all you have to do is text 989898 and text my name, Kate. How simple is that? You got your phone on you. Just go ahead and do that. And then I know you got it. Um, there's so much to say. What? I, I was just thinking another safety thing you can do to protect yourself mm-hmm. is to not let your wife wear jewelry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> on the heels of Valentine's yeah. Day. You're welcome. I know. Are you, You're not a big Valentine's Day guy, are you? No, but this year I did get my wife a nice gold ingot. 
<laughs> How lovely. Uh, yeah, I'm not a, I don't like Valentine's and I say this every year. People don't believe me. I don't like Valentine's Day. We don't celebrate it. In my I just think it's stupid. I know. And I, I'm, I'm a romantic. I, I'm a girl, you know, I'm a woman. I, I love stuff, but I don't like Valentine's Day. It's like you're told that's the day that you have to celebrate your love. I don't like that. Is it just the rebellion in me? I don't know. No, probably. I took my <laughs> wife to the uh, concert, the Emmett Cahill concert. Mm-hmm. I took her to that Saturday. Oh. And it was lovely. I mean, he's that's an your excellent Valentine's singer. Day? Well, it was yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was, here you go. Do you, ta- do you do stuff and then just like chalk it up to the holiday? Well, that's what my husband likes to do. He likes to chalk it up to the holiday. Like, oh, isn't that for the holiday? (laughs) That was like a month ago or coming, you know. I I almost got her a rose. (laughs) (laughs) You almost got her a rose? It was thoughtful. What stopped you? I was just being thoughtful. I didn't have to follow through. So it was just a thought. (laughs) That truly is being thoughtful. Lucky you. Um, Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not into it. I don't like being told to go out to dinner and give roses and chocolates and like, you know, it's like the standard quo Valentine's. I don't like that. You know, at, at, at church all. on mm-hmm. Mother's Day, mm-hmm. the church always gives out roses to the mothers. Yeah. And my wife gets so upset about that. Really? She doesn't like it. Really? Yeah. She, it's like, look, I, I don't need somebody at church handing me a rose to feel like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everybody's got their things. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not a Valentine's Day gal, um, but I'm not, I'm just not into a lot of stuff like that. I... I, I'm fine if you want to celebrate it. I'm yeah, great. Sure. Go right ahead. Sure. Um, you know, but I just, I don't know. I always find it very crowded on Valentine's Day, too. Why does everybody race to the same places? I don't know. To if, eat. if you treat your wife properly, mm-hmm. then Valentine's shouldn't be any different from any other day. Exactly. I'm with you on this. <laughs> I am so with you on this. All these years of spending this Valentine's Day on the show, I just... Uh, I know. I wish I was a fan. I wish I got into it, but uh, I am told I am loved all the time. So I don't. I don't know. I just don't feel like I really need to yeah. celebrate that day. Hallmark makes a killing. Hallmark makes a sure. killing. You're going to see a lot of guys lined up tonight at the at closing time, right? That song, closing time, closing time to get a card. Yeah. And they they do it because they feel like their wife's going to implode if they don't. And I don't like that kind of pressure. Now, in all fairness, though, if you're a young man that's Uh dating three or four different girls, you can find out a lot about the girls by celebrating Valentine's Day with each of them. (laughs) (laughs) All righty then. Well, there's something to think about. Hallmark for your lover. (laughs) There's that section for the mistress. Anyways... All right. Or the extra girlfriend that nobody knows about. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. We'll be right back. By the way, Mel Madison, I think, joins us today in the next hour. We'll be right back, though. And uh, there's something I want to talk about. I want to talk about the system for a moment. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Have you ever heard someone say, the system's broken? Sure you have. Well, it's not true. America's founders created a brilliant governing system that prevents us from having kings, queens, dictators, and even czars. We the people can replace every elected official in a span of six years if we so choose. Here at the John Birch Society, we believe the only way to liberty, prosperity, and national sovereignty is not only understand what's in our founding documents, but demand that every elected official adheres to them. 
The reason we have a ballooning, reckless, and corrupt government is because elected officials aren't following the Constitution. The John Birch Society is principled, coordinated, effective activism. We believe the Constitution is the solution. Join JBS and change America. Visit JBS.org or call 1-800-JBS-USA-1 to get involved. That's JBS.org. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. So happy to be with you. And uh, looking for really good supplements, supplements that are made the way that I like them. And I'm very picky because of the way they absorb into your body. That's the important thing to realize. All supplements are not alike. Um, I would not go to the Walmarts of the universe and grab supplements. Um, I don't think they're very beneficial. I would go to activatefiq.com. Activatefiq.com has the kind of supplements that absorb into your body. Your body recognizes what's in them and they don't have all the chemicals or all the stuff in them, okay? No fillers. And I like that. And you can tell when you're taking them. That's the most important thing, all right? The proof's in the pudding. So put in the code Kate. This is where you get your whole C. This is where you get your cod liver oil in capsules. This is where you get vitamin D. This is where you get magnesium. This is where you get copper and you should be taking copper. Google the Kate Daly show copper and listen to that episode um, because the episode will pop up and you need to find out why your body is so deficient in copper, why we all are. Okay. It's a huge, big problem. It was taken out of our food supply a long time ago. So activate FIQ.com and put in the code Kate. If you want supplements that are going to work, or you can go waste your money at Walmart and buying supplements over the counter. Those supplements never seem to do good stuff at Walmart. And and you have to ignore price too, because Mm -hmm. if you buy a cheaper supplement that doesn't get absorbed well, you have to take more of it. Yes. So in the end, it all washes out, you know, but the, uh, the copper, um, since I started taking the copper supplement, many things that I was having issues about have been repaired. They've been repaired. It helps your immune system. It bolsters it up. We need it. And you take it with magnesium. So let's talk about how the system works. There's an there's legislature sessions that are in session, okay, all over the country. We have this election. We're in an election year. And all of the conservative talk show hosts and all the hosts in the country can't stop talking about federal elections. But really, truly, it's local. Wherever you are, it's local that matters. That's what matters. That's yep. how you can make a dent. If you're looking to make a dent. I'm going to sound really cynical right now, but I don't see a lot of hope in state elections and in legislatures and in governors and in Congress and in the Senate or the presidency. The hope isn't there anymore for me. And this is after doing this for 13 years. Okay. It's just different now, isn't it? It's just different. It is, it's way different. Mm-hmm. And, and why this is so important is this. If you're city council say Mm -hmm. is woke Mm -hmm. then the hierarchy uh, uh, the higher hierarchy hierarchy Hierarchy. Mm -hmm. can pull their strings yes if they're not woke Mm -hmm. they know they can tell the governor and the county and the feds to go fly a kite right 
So this is how the system works for dummies in your area, because what we're about to bring up is truly the biggest problem that we have in America. Yes, we have an invasion on the border. Yes, this is true. A standing army coming in. Yep. Uh, could be three million uh, standing army coming in or more of that kind of age. That is obviously a breach and it's coming in right now. So you could say that is our biggest problem. But this is what is the longest running biggest problem in America right now because of the tentacles. Okay, so this is kind of how the system works. The local government in your local area is going to offer several things to businesses and people. Okay, gifts, tax breaks, cash, favors, grants, donations, buildings, contracts, jobs. They offer all of these things and they use it with the money that they get from you, that they have to take from you. And this is why, even if you live in a conservative state, like I do, your taxes have never gone down. Nobody's fought for you to have less in taxation. It's always more because this is how they buy everybody. Okay. Or membership into the club is another gift they love to give yeah it's it's really quite simple if you think about it in simple terms right they extort us to bribe others (laughs) to work against us (laughs) so you're paying for your the your the extortion to happen you're paying for it so they obviously have ample funds to do this with of course okay and that means that all of the funds even like within their budgets they can't justify those budgets So they take the surplus money and they use it for these purposes. This is what they do. They're very good at it. They're very conniving. I've seen it firsthand. So when you take these things, you enter it into this assumptive relationship. Okay. If you're the recipient, your business, you as an elected official, whatever the case may be, mostly businesses, okay, in town, things like that. What they do is they buy you a building or they buy, they, they, they give you something, a tax break. Okay. Or just money. They pick winners and losers and they just give you money. And this is the assumptive relationship. You'll always be on their side, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And you will never talk bad about that. You will never say anything about them and you'll never, ever expose what they're doing. If you question this, Mm -hmm. look at your city's budget Mm -hmm. and realize when you look at it, that their largest expenditure in their budget is called capital projects. It's like a big name. Yeah. And look at what that money does. Yeah. Because they never really want to disclose what that is because it's, you know, they want to hide a lot of money in. Sure. Okay. And you're right. And so federal does this with state. Okay. The gifts, the membership into the club, the whole nine yards. Okay. Then state does this with counties. Then counties do this with cities. And then cities and counties do this with businesses and groups and nonprofits. You name it. This is how it works. So if you've declared the city as a metropolitan city, look and see if your, your city is a metropolitan city. Mine did this. Um, that it's uh, the money then goes straight from the feds. You get to bypass that whole chain. It's like it's like monopoly. You yeah. just go straight to okay, straight to go, and uh, collect your money. So they did that in an effort with guidelines on how to become a metropolitan city, so you could jump everybody and go straight to the feds. So it was your money initially, by the way. Okay, and so this buys loyalty. Now, it may seem like it's helping a business short term. It may seem like it's going to do something, but it's actually what it does is. It elevates you in your business in some way for gain, profit, importance, pride. They capitalize on all of those things. 
Here's a clue. Mm-hmm. If you live in a small city mm-hmm. that does not have public transportation, a bus. Yes. And they start saying, we need public transportation in our little tiny city mm-hmm. that they know they don't need. Mm-hmm. It's because you have to have public transportation to be designated a metropolitan city. Yep. Even if you're in living in the desert, you have to have snow removal equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Very expensive stuff. Yep. So there's all kinds of ways that they do it. So the first solution to unwinding this countrywide issue, do you want to know how to unwind it? Because so I think some people say it, but they don't want to actually right. unwind it. Right. They like to complain about it, but they don't want to actually do something. And so the only solution to actually stopping this is for the people and the businesses is to just say no to it. You say, no, I don't want that building. No, I don't want your favors. No, I don't want your tax break. No, I don't want your grant or your donation to my business. I don't want anything from you. That's the only way to stop it because these tentacles are so deep in every community across the country. You have to do it the hard way. You just say, no, you don't take it from them. This is the biggest solution actually we could ever give locally. And that is what we talk about when we Mm -hmm. say we have to be willing to make a sacrifice. That sacrifice is not becoming part of that corrupt system and living Mm -hmm. your life. And yeah, maybe you won't make as much money. Maybe you won't buy the big boat and the the mansion, but but you'll be proud of yourself and you'll prevent this from happening in the future. It's amazing how people justify this and tell themselves they're good people and patriotic and mm-hmm. all the rest when they take these favors, these memberships into the club, the wink, wink, the everything. Now think about this. When was the last time you sat your children around the table and explained the system to them? Because I'm going to guess you didn't. I'm going to guess most people in America do not explain the system to their kids So what do the kids do? They go in, then they don't really figure that out, and they do it too. Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. The John Birch Society has been working tirelessly since 1958 to preserve freedom, safeguard the Constitution, and restore our God-given rights. We continually educate voters and lead the freedom movement. Join us as we work against a tyrannical one-world government. United as one, we can defeat this conspiracy against a free America. JBS founder Robert Welch said, Education is our total strategy and truth our only weapon. Go to JBS.org and join us in restoring this great nation. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Did we mention you can watch us? You can actually watch us. We film this on on, uh, Mike Lindell TV. All you have to do is download Frank Speech, um, the app, and you can watch us at night, 8 o'clock Mountain, um, 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. Um, And uh, we will see you there, too. Isn't that great? Every single evening, um, Sunday evening, too, I do believe, you can actually view this show. Uh, And so I love that. I, I just... Love all these options. Very, very soon here, we're going to be live on Rumble every day as well. 
And as media continues to get censored, you know, you find yourself in precarious situations where you got to figure out what else, you know, what you can do. A lot of media is playing live on Rumble, a lot of media. Um, Mike Lindell's got a great uh, station, um, frankspeech.com on TV. You can just watch it just like you would Netflix. You just download Frank Speech and you yeah. can watch us every night, eight o'clock. And I love that. And I, I, I love that he's a, a true patriot. And also, Mel Madison coming up in the next hour. We're going to be talking um, about some things globally as well. So it's going to be really good in the next hour. But let me talk about, the, let's talk about the system itself, okay? What does this do to us as a, as a people when we partake in the system? Because the leverage that they use, the people in your city, whether it be your county commissioners, your, your mayors, your, your regional county people, all the people that run things, the so-called leaders, okay? They sit on boards, right, of yep. nonprofits or of companies that they've given money to. And there's a real conflict of interest there. They Absolutely. use their leverage. Yeah? Uh, they, of course. Yes, it's it's amazing how they get their hooks in by being on the boards. Now, city officials, elected officials should never be on boards of companies or nonprofits, anything like that, because that ties government money into a project. Well, there's it, there's no way to avoid the conflict of interest. Yeah. If you're on a board of directors of even mm-hmm. a nonprofit and they take mm-hmm. taxpayer money you, there's a con- you. there's mm-hmm. a conflict of interest. Yeah. Somebody on a county commission should not be allowed to vote to give you money if they're sitting on your board. Exactly. And we're seeing this over and over and over again. We're getting messages from Michigan, we're getting messages from my state, we're getting messages from all over the place going this is how the system yep. is eroding and if you're a patriot of this country or you love the Constitution and you own a business and you're taking their money or you're putting somebody on your board, just know that I think the soul of that entity, the soul of that business, the soul of the entity that you're trying to do, the good that you're trying to do gets completely wiped out. Yep. I think that you can start to see the downfall of whatever project that is or whatever business that is because of the fact that you're sort of taking dirty money, right, from these elected officials that like to get their hooks in. These people often use their leverage to censor media, to take off shows that that expose what they're doing. This is how it all operates. This is how it works. And I do feel like the soul of the individual is hurt, the soul of the business. Does, Does this business have a soul? In some ways, yes. I think that projects or businesses or what have you can start off on the right foot to try to do something good, okay? And use capitalism to do that or use the nonprofit status to do that. But when they engage in unconstitutional activity, then you see the downfall of said projects or businesses sure. or what have you when they take this dirty money. But you can, you can check on your local mm-hmm. government yes. much easier than that. Ask yourself when required by law public meetings are held. Do they hold them at a time that's convenient for most of their constituency to go to the meeting? No. Do they have a facility that Mm -hmm. will hold a large number of people because Mm -hmm. their constituency is larger than the 22 people they let in? See when they do those things. They should be holding those meetings when the majority of people are not at work and can attend. They don't. No. And they're paid an awful lot of money. Money that comes out of your pocket. 
from your hard work, I'm going to venture to guess that probably 30 to 40% of the people in every town in America are on the take in some form or fashion with government as they collude to do private-public partnerships. Mm -hmm. Would you say that number's fair? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, almost half. I would say 30, 40 to 50%, somewhere in that ballpark. And and I hate to say this because it sounds so cliche, Mm -hmm. but this originally was called the good old boys club. (laughs) Yes, It hasn't changed. No. It's never changed. It's still the good old boys club. Yeah. They they use leverage to silence media that might be bolstered up by people that sponsor media or there's all kinds of ways in which this happens, in in which they're able to get their hooks in. Cities and counties, if you've noticed, every state of the city address or every every time they come to speak, everything will be about the future. It's yeah. never about What's what they're supposed on? to be doing right now. <laughs> It'll always be about building a future, the future, what we envision, because everything now in budgets is banking on future monies. Yep. So they have lots of ends with real estate. Um, real estate, um, like the real estate networks control a lot of city councils. They control a lot of counties sure. because of the, the designation of future projects, buildings, what have you, and federal housing. One of the most interesting things you can see about your city mm-hmm. council mm-hmm. is how often and who they're willing to change zoning laws for. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, there's a city I know of where there was an area of that city that was never allowed to build until a big multinational company came in and wanted to build there. And yeah. voila, yeah. the zoning got changed. Yeah. Just like, the, yeah, you're right. Just like the money comes down from the feds to the hospitals, right? There, were, there was a lot of COVID dollars that came down to your counties and cities, and they were able to spend this freely, and it bought their allegiance to the state. Mm-hmm. And this is why you'll never in another uh, fake pandemic see anyone cave um, they are, or see anyone say no to the state. They bought allegiance. Now they're taking those same dollars, and they're going out and they're buying things in your cities and counties, what they're really doing is buying allegiance. One of their main goals is to stop people from talking about election fraud, stop people from talking about, they don't want anyone talking about fraud and they don't want anyone talking about the right left game. Okay. And how subservient they are to the right to, to the state. And you'll see a lot of media censored. Any remaining truthful media will be censored out because of the ties that bind, that yep. they have created an allegiance in the community. This is how the system works, sadly. So any, any of you listening from all over the country, look at your local representation. Look how many public-private partnerships. Look how many businesses they bought with your money. Look at all the things, the corrupt things they're doing with your money. It is outrageous it's insane it's ruining this country if you want to know what's actually harming this country i'd love to point my finger at decrepit biden but no it's this yeah it's it's us we the people are doing it we the people are sanctioning these moves because we have to get something for us a little something a little something a building or money or a grant or a donation we do it to get ahead but what we don't realize is we've now become part of the entanglement part of their corrupt system Be right back with Mel Madison. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com.
self-reliance. It's not a phrase we hear much in our culture these days. It might conjure up images of pioneers, the West, rifles, strapping men, and strong women. But what does it mean for us in today's world? The New American Magazine has just released its latest collector's edition, Self-Reliance, Foundation of Freedom. In it, the New American authors outline the necessity of self-reliance for a free people, tips for self-reliant living, and the importance of not giving up hope. This unique edition includes articles on the self-sufficiency of the founders, preparing for a worst-case scenario, firearms, financial self-reliance, the importance of community, and many other topics by expert writers. Now, for a limited time, The New American is offering a bundle of three collector's editions, Self-Reliance, The Great Reset, and Trump World, for just $19.95. A great stocking stuffer, available at shopjbs.org. Visit shopjbs.org today. the psychiatrist asked, so Joe, is this strong economy you talk about in the room with us right now? That Kate Daly show starts now. See, this programming has been around for a long time and we pretend like it's, oh my gosh, how did this happen in, in 2019? No, come on. We have been habituated into the belief that if the people in authority who architect the fear tell you A, to be afraid, and then B, what to do when you're afraid, then you do it. And if we as a society stopped living in the fear narrative, the signal couldn't transmit. Hi there, that was Dr. David Martin talking about our programming, how we've been so ultimately programmed into fear. Right. Milty mentioned the Alaska pox in the yeah. last hour. <laughs> I'm very afraid of the Alaska pox. Six whole people have it. Seven. I think I'm next. <laughs> Seven as of a minute ago. Um, so welcome back. And of course, we have uh, Mel Madison who joins us, who I love having him on on Tuesdays. This has been such a, a fun thing because he always brings something new to the show. And there's so much going on right now. In fact, um, the article that I saw just as I was coming on to the show today was worst Dow right today. And and so lots of things are brewing and happening. Mel Madison of Mel Madison. So it's M. A-T-T-I-S-O-N, uh, melmadison.com. What's going on? Can't wait to get your take. All right, great. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, today was an interesting day because we have been kind of off to the races in the uh, stock market this year. We've had record highs in the S&P 500 going over 5,000. Uh, we've had risk assets like Bitcoin going over 50,000. And then you know, we had a little reality check today with the inflation numbers came out and, and it was a worse day for the Dow in quite some time down over 700 points at one point and, and closing the day down over 500. And I think, you know, what's really happening here is we're starting to see some of the very first cracks in the surface of what the deep economic state, as I like to refer to, is trying to paint this picture of a rosy economy with low inflation, strong growth, strong employment. And today, you know, we had our first kind of surprise inflation report in a while where the surprise was that inflation was stronger than expected. And and when you look beneath the surface, it was actually a lot stronger than expected. So it came out at about 3.9 percent 
you know, year over year, uh, X uh, food and energy. Um, they don't usually like to look at that, which doesn't sound too bad. Mm -hmm. But when you start looking at a lot of the underlying components, like uh, car insurance up over 20 percent, uh, rent up over 6%. And all these numbers are really lower than they are. And so they just kind of shoot holes in the theory that uh, they like to spread, which is real wages are growing. So real wages have been up around 4% year over year, meaning the average hourly pay in the country is up about 4%. And they say, well, inflation is less than that. So people are, are making more money. Their standard of living is going up. But when you look, start looking at the real numbers and you see what's there and what, what happened today and what really triggered the market sell-off was this idea that, you know, we, rate, we, wrote, we, we hiked up interest rates and now the inflation genie is going to go back in the bottle and the Federal Reserve can start cutting rates again. Good times are here again. Um, there's been a little monkey wrench thrown into that. And so there was a there was a big sell off today. And, you know, it just created this sense that maybe we're not on such a good footing with inflation. And we'll see what what comes in the following months this year. But I think the long term path is clear that all this money printing, all the debt, eventually that day of reckoning is coming. What's going to happen in the stock market tomorrow? I can't tell you. But the cracks are starting to show. Mm. Nolte? So when we hear that inflation was stronger than expected, mm -hmm. is it really mm. that it was stronger than expected? Or is it that we were lied to so much, we didn't know what was going on, but somebody else did? I, I think it's, it's stronger than expected. And when those expectations are out, they're based on the, the, the knowledge that market participants have, that these are kind of cooked numbers a little yeah. bit. And so... It, they're 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 almost so like this. I would say they're higher than the 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 lie that we were expecting. So we were expecting a better lie. <laughs> we were expecting you know, a better were, lie. Yeah, the market was expecting a better lie today. That's a good way. <laughs> wow. Um, can you describe China? How what they've been doing? We were talking yes, about this on it, the break. Yeah. Exactly. So China. Um, you know, the, the, these cracks beneath the surface are really global and, and global uh, debt is at, you know, epidemic proportions. It, you know, global debt is now crossed over three hundred trillion dollars. And to put that in context, uh, you know, the total GDP, the all the money, all the goods and services, all the all the economic activity. If you go back just about a decade ago in 2012, Global debt was about 100% of global GDP. So about the total debt equaled the total amount of economic activity in one year. In the last 12 years, and a lot of this has to do with the pandemic, but it has to do with other things as well, like, you know, the, the deep state agenda, that, that ratio has gone from 100% to 336%. So, you know, imagine if all of the money that you owed with your house and your car and everything and, and in a decade, you you more than triple that. Like, what what does that say about was what's happening to you financially? It says that you're going down a, a downward spiral, and if it continues, you're going to be in bankruptcy. And that's what it says about our economy. Now, you asked about China because they they've been suffering too. They they got used to super high growth rates, and 
they're losing those. And one of the biggest things, an unintended consequence of their one-child policy is that they are aging rapidly. And we talked about this last week where the deep economic state had a labor crisis, so that's why we have our border crisis. China has a baby crisis that is now taking away their growth. And so their economy is in the doldrums, the the, the real estate, and, and so the Communist Party they have even more ways to prop things up than we do. So they have a gigantic, what they call a sovereign wealth fund, where they can take money, billions of dollars, and just what they're doing is they just announced to promote market stability, we're going to start buying Chinese stocks. So it's the government just going in. It's like Uncle Sam going in and just buying the stock market. And that's what we do. We're just a little uh, more sophisticated about it. We we lower the interest rates through the Federal Reserve, and then we pump the money through the banking system so that individuals can go and make a bunch of money and buy, and pump up the stock market. There, the government just can do it directly through their sovereign wealth funds. So they just leapfrog. Yes. <laughs> China leapfrogs and just does it. We make a game out of it. Yes. Yeah. We bail them exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> we bail them out. Yeah. No, that's the truth, though. They do get bailed out yeah. in the end. So yeah. you know, we, we do the same game, but we like to we like to have the show, and the show is we go through all these other steps, right, to make it look legit. Exactly. And the, and the other thing is, where is really the nexus of power in the country? And in China, it's in the government, and so the government can do this directly. In the United States. It's in the it's in the banks and it's in the corporations. And so the government needs to funnel it through. They need to to pass it through to the, um, you know, the, the partners in crime, if you will. And, and I don't even know if this is going maybe a little bit too far, but it even ties in a lot to that. You had a fantastic guest on earlier uh, in the week, uh, Gary Wayne, mm-hmm. you know, and the way he he brings it out. I was listening to that show and he he, he literally talked about the path um, going forward and he started listing the things they need. And I, I couldn't believe it. He, he talked about quantum computing and A.I. Then he talked about a central bank digital currency. And then he started going into more of the areas of his expertise, like demonic algorithms, he said, to hide the real money. But a lot of that just dovetails so much with what I think about and write about in Quasa Financial Thriller, where what he's doing is he's looking at it at the very 30,000 foot level and putting it in that biblical context. And I'm taking it kind of one level below that into, okay, here, at least on the economic side of the tentacles of what's happening, what's going on. And it's not too different to look at it, whether you look at it literally or figuratively, with, you know, Genesis and the fallen angels and the Nephilim Mm -hmm. had these godlike powers and and went away from God. And the central banks really have these godlike powers to create money. And just as the Nephilim had the hybrid children, the giants, when they mated with women, what really happens is the central banks kind of mate with commercial banks. And you have the giants of old almost where you have these partial powers. And instead of printing money directly, they're printing money through fractional reserve banking. And these are kind of the demonic forces that are going on behind the scenes. And they're working um, in a way to bring us towards some of the things. And I don't know if we're talking end times here, but maybe we are. where, Where this debt and this deficit these types of things can be some of the things that start setting off those chain reactions that can lead to, to, to f- from a, a gold war, if you will, to a hot war 
where we're now where we're now involved in Armageddon and the end times. And it it really what scares me is that my economic work, you know, starts pointing in that direction around 2030, which is mm. not too far away. And so a lot of that stuff really tied in well to that guest and uh, found it fascinating. It was a great show, Kate. Thank you. That was yesterday, yeah. Gary Wayne. Wasn't he amazing? Yesterday. Uh, boy, he went over so much information that I hope people go listen to it again so they can absorb more about what he was saying because there were so many things said and we had to move a little quicker because there's only so much time, but I so appreciate that you listened to that. And I actually love your insight on that, that you just laid out there. I thought that that was really great. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yes. And he brings up Babylon and, 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 and Babel. And and what's interesting is a lot of my works on the central uh, bank for international settlements. He mentioned the IMF. He mentioned the world bank. He didn't mention the BIS, which is very little known, but the, their big tower in the city of Basel, Switzerland, People call it the Tower of Basel, you know, as a playoff of Tower of Babel. And yeah. they, you can't even make this I up, know. right? I know. And, and they are now constructing a bigger, taller one. And they have put, they're growing so fast. This is part of their desire to put in the central bank digital currency and be the technological backbone of the finance world going forward. And it is like a modern day Babylon where you have all the different languages being spoken. The 63 leaders of, uh, of central banks from around the world come to this tower of Basel to put in the global control. And you start listening to it. And I think he was spot on as well with, you know, the different tentacles. I think he was talking about the different toes mm-hmm. on, the, on, the, on the feet. The 10. With, mm-hmm. with the, yeah, and you have the Western mm-hmm. bloodlines, which are really represented by the the deep economic state in Basel, Switzerland with the BIS. And then right. you have these other tentacles with, you know, Putin and Russia. And then you have the, the bloodlines with the uh, Xi Jinping. And you have these, these bloodlines fighting mm-hmm. it out. And, yep. and this is what's leading to it. We're going to come right back. Will you stay with us? I want to talk about Turkey. We'll be sure. right back. More with Mel Madison. The book is Quaz. Go get it. Be right back. Hey America, how tired are you of mainstream corporate media's biased narratives and manipulated news? Their dishonesty and attempts to influence this generation have been exposed, put on display for anyone who's even half paying attention. But the New American Magazine has been an honest source of news and commentary for over 50 years. This is your opportunity to receive the stalwart of principled journalism at a deep discount. Picture a beautifully published magazine arriving at your doorstep twice a month, packed with insightful stories written with integrity. It's also available digitally on the New American's mobile app. Get up to speed with intelligent coverage from a freedom perspective. Right now, for a limited time, the New American is available to radio listeners at a 25% discount on a new subscription. Visit thenewamerican.com radio25 and receive 25% off. Subscribe today at thenewamerican.com slash radio25. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com, hitting 25 million on SoundCloud. 
I was mostly just the last three years. It's so crazy how mm-hmm. that works because it's all word of mouth. We can't do any advertising. There's yeah. no advertising ever done. So it's all word of mouth. And I really appreciate you guys sharing the sound clouds. You can get the recorded version of the show and even shortened versions called shorts. Um, you can get those at the bottom of the homepage on katedallyradio.com. Also, I mentioned in the last hour from Birch Gold that um, there was a, a, there's a, a shortage of gold coming and please text 989898. These are the people that I trust for gold and silver purchases. Put in the, put in my name, Kate, when you message them, 989898. Um, that's the phone number on your phone. And just text my name and they'll give you some free information on that. Is there a gold shortage coming? What, what, is, what do you think, Mel? There's a gold shortage coming and there's a number of reasons for it and it makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, I know you've mentioned in the past on the show the the, the Tucker Putin interview, and mm-hmm. and he talked about you know the U.S. making a big mistake when they weaponized the dollar, they took Russia off the SWIFT system, the international system, and and really what's been happening for a long time is you know your listeners and, and you guys are all very well aware of what the BRICS are planning to do and and what's happening and and central banks have traditionally what they've held uh after world war ii is u.s dollars mm-hmm. and the, the trust is going away um in the dollar and central banks especially central banks like russia and china are just getting their hands on as much gold as they possibly can right now they're they're de-dollarizing they call it um, because of the weaponization of the dollar, but mm-hmm. also because of the lack of faith in the dollar. So you have one big group out there buying gold, and that's central banks and even our allies, the, the French Central Bank. All, all these banks are doing record gold purchases. And then on, on the other hand, you have people waking up to the reality of the economic system in places like China with over a billion people, and they are flocking to gold and silver and precious metals just like people in India have done for centuries, they've always held most of their wealth in uh, in gold and silver. In fact, um, over 25,000 uh, tons of gold and silver are held by the people of India. If you look at what our central bank in the U.S. holds, it's 8,000 tons. So you have all this gold and silver that's starting to be sopped up by central banks, mm-hmm. by the growing populations in places like India and places in China. And so that can only lead to one thing, which is a gold shortage and, and an ultimate rise in the price. Now, the futures get manipulated and things can get in check. And, and right now you see gold go down a little bit today because of people are afraid the Federal Reserve is not going to you know, lower rates or print more money. But they will be lowering rates and printing more money. And when that starts happening, you're going to see gold uh, and silver both shoot up. Wow. Melty? So uh, the IRS prohibits actually holding the physical gold, silver, and other precious metals if they are part of a gold IRA. Where mm-hmm. is that gold? I don't know. So uh, where, where does it need to be held? Yeah. The IRA? If you so, can't so, hold mm-hmm. it, so, if you can't legally hold it, where is it? Mm-hmm. So, so it's got to be custodied somewhere. I, mm-hmm. I don't know where, mm-hmm. and I would suppose it would depend on who is kind of cus- what they would call custodian of your IRA mm-hmm. and making sure that things are reported correctly for right. tax purposes to the IRS. Right. So it's, it, 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 at least it should be. 
and, yeah. and and this is this is a big thing with supposed gold stocks in the world. Like, mm-hmm. what what is really in Fort Knox? What is really in mm-hmm. these places? Mm-hmm. We don't know, right? Because you know, we the audits Fort Knox aren't was ravaged done. A while back, I think Fort Knox was ravaged in the in the seventies. And I also wanted to talk to you about Turkey too. Um, and we'll split this up because I want you to come back after the next break and talk about Turkey. But um, give us a, a lead in for a, a minute on Turkey. What's what's going on there with their central bank? Well, Turkey could just be uh, a a prelude of what's to come here. So we can just leave it with uh, you know their interest rates. Our Federal mm-hmm. Reserve had to raise interest rates to five percent. Mm-hmm. Their central bank has it at forty percent. Okay. They have eighty-five percent inflation, and this is what happens when the currency collapses. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Um, And so the things going on in Turkey. um, uh, So we'll have to come back, I guess, and and talk about this. We've got about 20 seconds, but there's there's just a whole lot going on. A sign of possible things to come here in the U.S. Yes. As their currency crashes. And a deep economic state connection that brings in all the usual suspects. Goldman Sachs, Harvard, the Federal Reserve of New York in Turkey. They get around. Uh, Yeah. So so we can talk about their new chief. We can talk about the resign of the old of the old one because of death threats. Okay, we'll come right back. We'll come right back more with Milty and Mel Madison. The book is Quaze. Be right back. Yeah, do I have to eat this? Oh honey, it's great protein. Don't be picky. Eat your crickets. Many are following the lead of the United Nations to replace your meat diet with an insect diet. It's an all-out war on meat, farmers and ranchers. Don't let new green policies place controls on your life and overall freedoms. It's time to get us out of the UN. Go to JBS.org or call 800-JBS-USA1. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Go to preparewithkate.com and get some food storage. You'll love me for this one because there's some really great deals and it's my Patriot supply that it hooks you into and it's nice. Preparewithkate.com. You just go to that website and when you click, it brings you into my Patriot supply and it helps the show. So that's nice. And then also at the same time, um, you're getting great deals on food storage and you should be picking stuff up every month every single month right now while you've got this little short window to deal with. Um, my guest, Mel Madison, uh, is with me. Milty had to go, so Mel is staying with me. And we have so much to talk about. In fact, talk about the the, the problem you're seeing with commercial uh, real estate, the, the problems echoing out of San Francisco. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the four waves and the wave that's coming. You're going to want to hear this. Uh, talk about commercial real estate. What do you see going on, Mel? Well, I started the hour talking about starting to see some cracks beneath the surface. And so this is actually very common in financial markets, which is sometimes you have the best performance, the best times right before the biggest collapses. And so we've seen these amazing runs in the stock market and so on. But the cracks are starting to show. We talked about inflation. The other big crack that is going to start showing this year is commercial real estate. So when I'm talking about commercial real estate, what I'm really talking about is office space. 
and in particular the big office buildings in downtown New York, San Francisco, uh, all the major cities, and what has happened there. And it's really a common sense thing, and it's just taking a little time to play out. And so we had full occupancy. We had everybody going to work more or less five days a week, and COVID came, and, and there's a new normal now, and there's just not the need for downtown office space, especially in the cities that people are fleeing. So this isn't necessarily a problem for the people in Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. or Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. It's, more of a, it's more of a problem in the, uh, the cities that, that are undergoing the greatest decline, places like, unfortunately, where I'm from originally, Chicago. So so what's happened is, is, you know, people, a lot of the times they buy a house, they do a 30 year mortgage. When people are buying these billion dollar buildings, a lot of times they, they have five year loans that need to be refinanced or some other period that's shorter, a lot shorter than 30 years, a lot shorter than 10 years most of the time. So while they've lost the occupancy, they've been able to keep the charade up because the loans didn't need to be right refinanced. These loans were originally made at absurdly low interest rates when the Federal Reserve had their Fed funds rate at zero percent. Now the Fed funds rates at five percent and they need to refinance these loans. And the banks, the best interest rates they can give them are seven, eight percent. And these companies, these individuals that own these buildings, they can't make money. And so they're not even refinancing. They're doing what they call throwing the keys back at the bank. And they're just saying to the bank, here, you do it, just like we saw in the great financial crisis where people like, I can't pay my mortgage, you know, foreclose, here's the keys to the house. And we saw how that ended. And now we're seeing that. And what happens with that is it starts to trickle into the banking system, just like it did with the residential crisis we had a decade ago. Wow. Talk to me. So we're going to see. I, and could that trickle down even worse who knows but these are the little things that you're noticing so and they're not very little they're big they're huge things i think and so talk to me about the four waves yeah exactly so so these are huge things and anybody can look at like the regional bank index because a lot of this real estate is held by the smaller they're not really small banks. They're, they're still really big banks, but I'm not talking necessarily about Bank of America or J.P. Morgan, but but banks like PacWest or, or U.S. Mm. Bank or some of these second tier banks hold a lot of this. And you can look at the stock market at its all time highs and you can look at where the share prices of these banks are, which have been some of them are down 50 percent. We've seen some of them. Uh, one bank, Community Bank of New York, recently just plummeted over 30 percent in one day. So so these things are getting taken out to the woodshed. And this is this is really the big problem we're seeing there now to move into Turkey. If we wanted to go there, is that or no, the four waves. OK, yeah. so the four waves. Um, this is this is part of this whole debt crisis that I've talked about before that's brewing, that's going to be coming to a head when uh, things like the Social Security and the Medicare trust funds are due to run out at the end of this decade. And that the, the amount of government debt that's going to be necessary to fill these gaps is going to be so immense that we're going to uh, either have runaway inflation or runaway high interest rates. And so that's what you're kind of seeing now in Turkey. We'll get to Turkey. But but to put it in a broader perspective, what's going on is really what I call and others have called it as well. Um, I don't want to be Claudine Gay here. I, this is not my terminology of coming up with the four waves. Sure. But what's often talked about in the business is these four debt waves. And the, the first debt wave was really in the 70s or so. And this was 
everybody uh, throwing money into Latin American economies because the Latin American economies were doing good. You couldn't lose. You, you were making money. And then the economies turned down there and you had countries. One of the biggest ones was Argentina, Argentina truly go bankrupt. And we all know what kind of situation Argentina is in and, and what's going on down there. They're trying to transform it and get it back to to, to a, a sound system. But it, but they've had decades of just absolute collapse with leftist policies. So that was the first one, the Latin American debt crisis. Then. It got it kind of went up the food chain a little bit. It went to to Asia, countries like Thailand. That was, that was the second wave that really was a massive debt crisis that caused a lot of pain in that part of the world. The third debt crisis started moving closer to home, and it was literally our homes. The, the third major wave was when low interest rates after 9-11 stoked the housing bubble in the United States, and we had the great financial collapse here. This fourth wave, it's what's, what's most concerning about it is it goes directly to the foundations of our economy, and it is the governments of developed countries, not Argentina or Thailand, but now we're seeing it in European countries. We're, we're seeing it in Turkey clearly now, and this could be the foreshadowing of what's to come with other developed countries in Europe. It next would probably be countries like Spain and Greece. Then it moves into places like France and England. And then all of a sudden it, it hits the U.S. And that that's what's happening right now. And this is the fourth wave. And it's just starting in Europe. And it's going to eventually, I believe, move from there across the Atlantic to the United States. Wow. So that that wave is coming. It's just a matter of time. It, it is coming, and, and the deep economic state is doing their best to shuffle things around. So in Turkey, we had a central bank head. Um, she was educated in the United States. She was trained and worked and learned the business at Goldman Sachs. She came in for a year. She's, she's placed there. <clears throat> and then... She actually, because she's been tightening interest rates so that they can bring down their inflation. So inflation rates in Turkey are around 85, 100% year over year. So wages have gone up 100% year over year in Turkey. The lira, which is their currency, the Turkish lira is in free fall. And so the central bank has raised the interest rates there to 40%. So in the United States, our, our Fed funds rate is around 5%. In, in Turkey, it, it's at 40 percent and it's still not stopping inflation. It's still rising, you know, 65, 70 percent year over year. So they bring in a new gentleman. His name is uh, Fatia Karahan. So mm -hmm. Karahan, K-A-R-A-H-A-N. And his training, surprise, surprise, is he received both a master's and doctorate from the University of Pennsylvania spent nearly a decade as an economist at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. So under under the central bank tutelage here in New York, and then worked um, as a part-time lecturer at Columbia University before being hired on as the senior economist at Amazon. So, <laughs> you know, you, you see this wow. intersection. You, oh, yeah. You can't make these things up of where they pull these cabals from. Oh you and, and Milty were talking yeah. last hour about board of directors. I yeah. Was, yeah. It made me look up the, the board of directors yeah. of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. And I'm looking at this, I'm laughing, and it's like these class B directors, they call it. And it says, these are members that are elected by member banks to represent the public. 
Oh my so, gosh. We'll come right back. Whoop, I want to come back on this okay. note, Mel. Mel Madison. We'll talk AI when we get back to, and uh, maybe even Putin. Be right back. Are you fed up with where our nation is headed? Here at the John Birch Society, we know how to fix a reckless, corrupt, and out of control government. It starts with patriots like you. We believe the only way to liberty and national sovereignty is to not only understand what's in our founding documents, but demand that every elected official adhere to them. The Constitution is America's only solution. Join the John Birch Society today. Visit us at jbs.org. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. So glad to have you listening. And of course, Mel Madison is on with me. Um, Mel, M-A-T-T-I-S-O-N.com. The book is Quaz. Go get it. It's a uh, fictional thriller, but I think I think it's less fiction and more truth, actually. <laughs> I think it was I think it's it's just how I think books are even being written now. You can kind of really tell the truth alongside uh, supposed fiction. I mean, I love that you did this Quaz, Q-U-O-Z. And uh, of course, uh, Mel with me and please visit my wonderful sponsors. They're on the homepage at katedallyradio.com. And there's a reason that I choose these sponsors. There's a reason. And it's because they have amazing products or they are doing amazing things. Buy your gold and silver from Birch Gold. I trust them. There's very few people I trust on that matter. And Birch Gold is amazing. There's a reason that Ron Paul loves them. And Ron Paul's been on the show many, many times. And I always appreciate his support. Please go to text Birch Gold 989898. Get your IRAs backed with gold. It's something that you can do and it doesn't cost you anything. And I like that. Um, Mel, uh, you were talking about the board of directors and it was just so funny. This guy associated with Turkey, uh, Amazon of all places, of course. Uh, but talk about the board of directors, if you will. Exactly. So, so, so the, the Turkish central bank chief, he goes from education at, uh, you know, university of Pennsylvania, then he goes to work for the federal reserve, then he goes to Amazon and then, then he comes over there and, and I mentioned that you and Milty talking about board of directors, mm-hmm. you know, so I was looking at board of directors of the Federal Reserve banks. So I've talked about this before, that there's the, the face of the Federal Reserve, the people like Jerome Powell that are appointed by the president that they put out there to the public, but that the 12 Federal Reserve banks, the Federal Reserve system, if, if you actually look at the Federal Reserve, it's not the Federal Reserve Act, it's the Federal Reserve system. Um, and they use that word system because they wanted to have a, a layer in there that connected the commercial banks to the activities of the central bank. And that layer is the 12 regional banks, which are owned by the member banks. These are the big banks, the regional banks. Um, and you look at the board of directors and the board of directors of the, of the reserve banks are made by member banks. So you have these class A directors and they're elected by member banks to represent member banks. So they're very open. This is to just represent bank interests. You have in the Bank of New York, uh, Renee F. Jones, Chairman Chief Executive of M&T Bank. You have a couple other CEOs of banks, John Brumeister, Douglas Kennedy, President and CEO of uh, PPAC Gladstone. But then you have the Class B directors on the Federal Reserve Banks that are ostensibly there to represent the public. 
but they also happen to be appointed by member banks. So who do they re who do they think represents the public? In the Bank of New York's case, it's Arvind Krishna, who is the chairman and chief executive officer of IBM, and it's Adina T. Friedman, president and chief executive officer of NASDAQ, and Scott Retschler, chairman and chief executive officer of RxR. So what it is is these banks, which are supposed to be out there serving the public good, are controlled by their board of directors. Their board of directors are appointed and, and elected by the member banks. And who are they? They're the CEOs of banks and the CEOs of major companies like IBM. So this is who we have. And you have to think, what are the interests of these people? What are they really trying to serve? Are they really trying to serve the average American family making $60,000 a year, trying to put, help them put bread on the table? Or are they looking at how can I help my pay package as the chairman and CEO of, of IBM? Or how can I help out this? So you have to ask yourself, what are they doing? I don't know any of those individuals personally. I haven't researched them. I only bring up their names because their pictures and their names are on the Federal Reserve uh, mm -hmm. site for the New York Fed. Right. So this is just one example of how these boards are incestuous, these relationships with Turkey and Goldman Sachs and Amazon, how, how it all ties together. I did a show on the background of Bezos and Amazon and how he did not construct that company. He was placed inside that company and all of his dealings with the CIA. And a lot of it just makes so much sense when you see these names popping up. What did you feel about the, te the Putin interview real quick? I thought that was a fascinating interview. And I think Putin had truth in there. I also think he had some bluster, especially regarding himself and China, mm -hmm. because he did say you know, the U.S. is afraid of Russia, but they're more afraid of China and that China is growing like crazy and all this. China is 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 in a dangerous position right now. I talked about their demographics and the, the effects of the one child policy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, when you get a wildcat backed in a corner, that's when it's most dangerous. And China uh, is having internal problems with its economy because of a bunch of issues, which we could get into. But that makes it even more dangerous. It makes it even more likely for somebody like Xi to want to go out and take Taiwan. And so I think that, you know, these tentacles, you know, these are the different bloodlines, different from the Western bloodlines, the Russian, the, the, the Chinese. I think that that pact between Russia and China is a pact. I don't think they're the same. They're, they're two different sides. They're a different tentacle of the beast. But they're coming together. But all is not well in their land either. And this is really a, globe, a global debt crisis, a global economic crisis that is brewing because of this buildup decade after decade of debt based on fiat money. And what all of these governments, all these countries have to have is growth because if you don't have growth you can't pay back the debt that's already out there you need to you need to continually issue more and more debt and then you need to grow to pay back that debt and issue more debt and if that cycle breaks it all collapses and that's what you're starting to see in the u.s you're seeing it with things in commercial real estate and you're starting to see problems in china where they don't have a replacement rate and they don't uh, a fertility and that this uh, one-child policy is coming to really uh, bite them in the bum, so to speak. Yeah. What do you think happens with Taiwan? What do you think happens with China and Taiwan? Uh, well, that, that's a whole, it's, it's super interesting. The hottest stock right now in the U.S. is NVIDIA. They do the chips for AI and the, the chip race. We had the Chips Act, but there's stuff going on beneath the scenes. There's this technology that you need to make these advanced chips 
These are like five nanometer chips. The less nanometers, the more advanced the chip. China knows how to make it's like seven nanometer chips, but like an Apple iPhone has a three nanometer. And 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 now these countries, the U.S. is begging other countries, and the Netherlands just did this. Netherlands makes some of the equipment you need to make these three and five nanometer chips, and they've banned the export to China. Nvidia is banned from selling their top AI chips to China. And so what is in Taiwan? It's the greatest uh, center of semiconductor and, and chip manufacturer in the world. Taiwan Semiconductor is the biggest uh, company in Taiwan. And the, 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 I believe it was the president of that company was running for, the, or former president was running for president of Taiwan. He might've been elected, I, I'm not sure, but this, this is all centering around chips. And that this is this is leading up to um, a, a point where when China gets into enough trouble, I think that's going to be when Xi is going to decide he needs to make a move for Taiwan. Wow. We could go on for hours. Mel, you're fascinating. Mel Madison. This is why I have him on every week. He's amazing. Uh, MelMadison.com. Make sure and get me questions for Mel before the next time he's on next Tuesday. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. That was huge. And, uh, of course, be faithful, be fearless. See you back here tomorrow. And uh, spend some time with your family. I think it's a great thing to do, right? You guys, uh, KateDallyRadio.com for all of the sound clouds, of course. And go get the book Quaz, Q-U-O-Z, MelMadison.com.